It can only get better This is only imagine It can only get better It can only get better And this is only imagine It can only get better If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl, but by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Hello, everybody. Good morning. We're happy Friday, I should say, because we're not in morning. A lot going on today. It is Friday. We're going to try and keep it a little bit light. But we are winning, even though, again, it doesn't always feel like that. I think it's really important that we remember that we truly are. Round two of the Twitter files came out last night, and we went live and covered that. So for those of you who were there with us, thank you for being here. Uh... Captain Fry, Apollo, Joe, and Tig, thank you. Oh, and Batman. Yeah, we had some fun with Batman on the show last night. It was good. It was really good. Um, <laughs> so why don't we start looking at, uh, let's just review really quickly what happened with the Twitter files last night. Elon Musk tweeting part duh. Uh, in his particular brand of humor, as always. So we have part de with some popcorn last night. And this was on the secret blacklist. So to recap, thank you. The sweater is very warm. To recap what happened last night, we had... Barry Weiss dropping this round. The next round, according to her, will be on Matt Taibbi's account once again. Rename this channel Group Hugs Daily. <laughs> uh, so, okay, let's, let's just review really quickly. New Twitter files investigation reveals employees build blacklists, prevent disfavored tweets from Trent, from, I did it again, from trending Actively limit visibility of entire accounts or even topics all in secret without informing users. Their mission, I, or uh, to give everyone the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. End quote. Along the way, barriers nevertheless were erected. Dr. J. Butchara, or whatever, however you say that, argued against COVID lockdowns. He was placed on a blacklist. Dan Bongino. Slapped with a search blacklist. Charlie Kirk, do not amplify. Uh, again, remember, they denied doing such things. Vijaya Gade, head of legal policy and trust. Man, such ironic titles. Are they not? Are they not, you guys? Are they not the most ironic titles ever now? Uh, we certainly, we do not shadow ban. Uh, her and Kavion Kapoor, head of product. We certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. 
what many people call shadow banning, we simply call visibility filtering. It's a very powerful tool. Think about visibility filtering as a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels, said one Twitter employee. It's used to block searches of individual users, limit the scope of a tweet's discoverability, block posts from ever appearing on trending page, and include uh, an inclusion in hashtag searches, all without users' knowledge. All without users' knowledge. It's actually kind of a uh, a stupid statement because the users who were getting banned and who could clearly see what was going on knew that it was happening, but officially without users' knowledge. We control it quite a bit, they said. We control amplification of your content quite a bit. Normal people do not know how much we do. By normal pe people, I assume they mean peasants. One Twitter engineer told us two additional employees confirmed. The group decided whether to limit the certain the reach of certain users was the cert get, the strategic response team, globalist escalation team, handling often up to 200 cases a day. But Another level beyond official ticketing. Beyond official ticketing. This is uh, <laughs> the Site Integrity Policy and Policy Escalation Support, or SIPIs. A secret cabal, including Head of Legal Policy and Trust, Vijaya Gade, Global Head of Trust and Safety, Yoel Roth, subsequent CEOs, Jack Dorsey and Parag Agro, probably not going to work here anymore, and others. This is where the biggest, most politically sensitive decisions get made. Politically sensitive. You notice that they said politically sensitive. I, I think that she was very right to use those terms, uh, Miss Weiss. Think high follower count, controversial. But remember, we don't ban based on politics. We don't do that here. There would be no ticket or anything for these types of accounts. One that rose to this level was libs of TikTok an account that was on the trends blacklist and designated as do not take action on users. One thing that I think is very interesting, if you look at this photo, if you look down over here, wait, can you see that? Yes. See where my cursor is under activity? You see last access, 2022-1207. So this screenshot was taken two days ago by, you know, my powers of deduction. You notice that they have all of these, uh, all of these fields over here on the left. So they have these cert gets and whoever was looking at these, these, uh, these content moderators or the sippies, they can see your direct messages. They can see quite a lot about you, it seems. So what I would like to know is what was going on in all of the direct messages with all of these weirdos who were sharing all of this child pornography content and making weird, uh, making weird comments about, you know, children, like some of these celebrity sick freaks. I would really like to know what they have. In fact, uh, someone asked Elon Musk, let's see if I can... Uh, if I can pull that up, someone asked Elon Musk about that very, uh, that very deal. They asked specifically, so it would not be a good idea to share any sensitive information, any private information in our private messages because of this fact. And he said, 100%. He said, yes, I'm not going to keep looking for it. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. 
Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. The account which Chaya Rachik began and now boasts was subjected to six suspensions, blocked for posting as long as a week. Many of us are familiar with that. Uh, they repeatedly cited hateful conduct because, you know, as we talked about last night, exposing groomers and liberal radicals and, you know, all these nut jobs. That's clearly hateful conduct. Uh, however, they internally acknowledged that Libs of TikTok did not directly engage in violent behavior or hateful conduct policy. They said it simply, uh, it had posts encouraging online harassment of hospitals, medical providers, and said that it could indirectly cause violence and, uh, and hate targeting of the LGBTQIA plus XYZ community. That was actually from this memo here. Uh, if you watch the show from last night, if you want us to go a lot deeper into this, uh, because we go, we spend a lot more time uh, going through each one of these tweets. I'm, I'm just giving you a recap right now. Oh, I want that one. Um, then we reviewed reported content, didn't find it to be in violation of the Twitter rules. No action was taken. The doxing is still up. This referring to when the owner of Libs of TikTok was in fact doxxed and her address, another information, a photo of her home posted all over uh, Twitter, which got 10,000 or more likes. Internal Slack messages from Twitter employees spoke of using technicalities to restrict the visibility of tweets and subject. You don't say, here's Yoel Roth, then head of trust and safety in a direct message. And here he's talking about using these technicalities and spam enforcements as a way to solve a problem by safety not enforcing their own policies to the level that he apparently feels. And it's not a problem, he says but they need some attention. So they're saying that they're going outside of their own rules. Six days later, Roth requested more research to support expanding non-removal policy interventions like disabling engagements, deamplification, and visibility filtering. And again, one of the biggest areas I love research support on is regarding non-removal policy interventions. Because, uh, you know, this is the guy who was very interested in how technology can help create gay masculinity. I, I just I have to keep bringing that up given everything that we're finding out now and I find it funny. Roth wrote the hypothesis underlying much of what we've implemented is that exposure to e.g. misinformation directly causes harm and we should use remediations to reduce that exposure and limit the spread of such content because the truth is truly dangerous. We have to all remember that. The truth shall not set you free. It shall endanger you, according to these fools. It shall endanger you. Because that's the, that's the America that we live in now. Um, and that's all I'll go over from that. That's about it from last night. Um, let's go here. So. We have a nice little compilation because we knew we were, that they were lying. So everything that we just read, remember, just remember, 
But wait, here's Jack Dorsey talking to Congress. Mr. Dorsey, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, I want to read a few quotes about Twitter's practices, and I just want you to tell me if they're true or not. Uh, Social media is being rigged to censor conservatives. Is that true of Twitter? No. I don't know what Twitter is up to. It sure looks like to me that they're censoring people, and they ought to stop it. Uh, Are you censoring people? No. Twitter shadow banning prominent Republicans. Bad. Is that true? No. These were statements. Ah, three lies right in a row. Three lies in 30 seconds. Darn it. Gotcha. Gotcha, buddy. Sorry, Jack. So, Pizza Boy Jack. Though uh, Elon Musk has said repeatedly that they were doing things outside, you know, around him, and he didn't know about some things. He said it as much again last night, I believe. Uh, You knew. You knew at least some of what you were doing. You can't escape that easy. Sorry, buddy. I find it interesting. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's had some pressure on him, which is why he himself has been calling out, asking for everything to be released. But we do have some time to celebrate, you guys, because this is going to crush them. In fact, it is already crushing them. If you look at the replies and some of the things being said on social media, on Twitter, you'll notice a lot of the same things. Like this isn't even news. How is this a big deal? You guys, this is beyond a big deal. And I hope that it leads to us able to get back some of this election thing, some of this election narrative, because this is clear violations of the Constitution, of the First Amendment. Arguably, well, I won't go there. Uh, Clearly election interference. I mean, this exposes collusion with federal government, DHS, with political candidates, with Democratic Party candidates, including just by what we found in the first round, people from the White House. Uh, this is the this is the tech world Gestapo gate that we've all been waiting for everyone else to finally have uh, confirmed. Yes, O dot pizza, Captain Brad. Yes, correct. O dot pizza. So we'll see what more comes from this. Uh, it's being reported by Forbes Twitter files founder Jack Dorsey urges Musk to release everything without a filter I would actually agree with that I'd be very happy with that Uh, you know we saw what happened with WikiLeaks we've seen quite a number of things Podesta emails gave us a lot of details Uh, I'm not necessarily opposed to how they're doing this but they, they can't do it with all the Twitter files whatever that might be at some point, they have to drop it. They have to. Because there's, why, why would we be expected to wait, like what, another week for every thread of files where, you know, it's put together fairly well. Uh, they, they put together this information that's very easy to share. Uh, one other thing that's notable is Barry Weiss, or actually I'll put that one up because that one I think was important because we're seeing... A great deal of the media talking about, right here, talking about, it's not trustworthy because all we have is these small amount of tweets and we don't know what this agreement was between Elon Musk and these journalists. We don't know. How can we have transparency? The most tone-deaf, ironic, hypocritic, hypocritical statement uh, to start hounding people for accountability and transparency now that this is starting to come out from these leftist media agents and these deep state plants. Uh, But Barry Weiss last night said, the authors have broad and expanding access to Twitter's files. The only condition we agreed to was that the material would first be released on Twitter. So taking that at face value, boom, sorry. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. 
Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. Put that up real quick. Rant from the Liberty Lion. Thank you, brother. Still on Twitter, please give at audit the vote PA a follow and share. Still heavily shadow banned. Had all their followers removed. They do great things. Thank you for the. Thank you for passing the lawn, brother. All right, let's move that back. So before I go on to anything else, there's something that I want to play on a more serious note. And then we're going to talk about some of these things. Uh, so guys, I just want you to take a, take a minute and I'm going to play this video. So somebody lost someone very close to them last night. This is Elijah, a good friend of ours, someone that you've seen here before on this show. Uh, Mel Holly, that lost their, uh, their son, their family did. So I have this short video that she sent me. I want to play it to you real, for you real quick. Um, but everyone, if you could please pray for their family. And I will, uh, we'll be praying at the end of the show and later tonight for them as well. Uh, here's a short memorial to Elijah. Woke up cause the light poured in. Day two, let the flood begin. Day one, left me in my bed. I can barely remember it. Heart shattered in a thousand ways. They tell me pain gonna come in waves. They tell me I'm gonna be okay. Still waiting for the first to break Why would you give and then take him away Suddenly in could you not let it fade What I would give for a couple of days A couple of days Is it just across the Jordan Or a city in the stars Are you singing with the angels Are you happy where you are Well until this show is over And you run into my arms God has you in heaven but I have you in my heart Son, but this isn't home. Is it just across the Jordan or a city in the stars? Are you singing with the angels? Are you happy where you are? Well, until this show is over and you run into my arms, God has you in heaven, but I have you in my heart.
running to him with a father's heart did you wrap him up inside your arms and let him know that he's home So guys, please, uh, please pray for, for their family, um, and for Elijah and for Mel and everybody. <sighs> okay. So if you're listening right now, Mel, we love you very, very much. Um, let's keep going though. So one of those people who was on, uh, that list, the band list was another other than Charlie Kirk. And we have, you know, personally, I think Charlie Kirk has lacked a little, some courage and integrity, uh, for, not wanting people to go out and protest, as have, as have many people. And I'm, I don't mean to just knock on him, but uh, he was on Tucker to talk about this Twitter thing, so I'm going to play it for you. And then let's go through some other tweets that have come out between uh, Elon Musk and go back in time with a couple tweets from Twitter itself. Charlie Kirk is someone else who apparently was censored by Twitter. He's the founder and president of Turning Point USA. Uh, we just told you that Barry Weiss a few moments ago reported that internally Twitter censors set Charlie Kirk's account to do not amplify status. Charlie Kirk joins us right now. Charlie, thanks so much for coming on. Do you, I, you're just hearing this too. I mean, this just happened. This is happening, in fact, as we, t as we talk about it. Yes. But do you have any idea which of your tweets set this censorship in motion? I could probably guess, you know, a couple of years ago, Axios did a study that showed that our Twitter account had was the fourth most engaged Twitter account on the planet right up there with President Trump. I mean, I've been using Twitter for a decade, happened to understand it really well. And we were averaging one hundred and fifteen thousand retweets a day when we were really at our peak. And we would talk about, for example, in the midst of the virus, how lockdowns might not be the best decision. We started talking about how, hey, I asked the question, are there other treatments that we might want to talk about? So it could have been that. But then all of a sudden we saw off a cliff almost immediately our engagement, our retweets disappear. I started to talk about this a lot, Tucker, and I was called the conspiracy theorist. I was smeared and I started to email crazy. the people that I pre... <laughs> yes, exactly. Wait, oh, you're, you're, you're QAnon. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. I, I used to get 115,000 retweets. And then it, it's kind of one of those things, right, Tucker, where they convince you to stop talking about it because you sound like, okay, who cares about your Twitter account? Not a big deal. And now you see actual verified documents where my Twitter account was labeled as do not amplify NSFW, which I could only infer means not safe for work. Other like threat tags, they're treating my Twitter account with more scrutiny and censorship than the prime minister of Iran, than Hamas, than people that do actual terroristic type damage. And now we have evidence to show that's exactly what my Twitter account the last couple of years has been down 95% in engagement. They saw what I had to say as a direct threat to the regime. So there's a huge amount of unfiltered hardcore pornography on Twitter, I think to this day, but it was your Twitter account that was not safe for work. 
Apparently, apparently asking questions about our lockdown policy, which obviously hurt children and hurt our target audience at Turning Point USA college kids, where they had to go home and stare at a screen all day long and turned into the most suicidal, depressed, alcohol and drug addicted generation in history. I started tweeting about that. Apparently, that was a threat. Now, my question, though, Tucker, is were they told to do this by Anthony yeah, Fauci? That, that were is they the told to do this by the federal government? Was my tweet somehow able to create viral counter messaging to what they wanted to see happen in 2020. We may never know, but Twitter at its best, when it was really something that was worthy of appreciation, I hope it gets there soon, was a place where heterodox ideas were able to spread instantaneously with virality and hold powerful people accountable. I happen to have one of those accounts for a couple of years, and Twitter, Twitter went out of their way to censor it and suffocate our account. Let me ask, did you ever complain? Because you, you understand the platform, so you knew that something inorganic was happening, something fake was happening. Yes. Someone's putting a thumb on the scale. Did you complain to Twitter about it? Yes, I did. So I had a very warm meeting with some of the Twitter employees back in the summer of 18. I actually met with Jack Dorsey personally, where he assured me shadow batting wasn't happening. And I didn't really believe him at the time, but I said, okay, whatever, because I wasn't really experiencing a lot of what we consider censorship. And then six months later, 12 months later, I saw their contact information and I started to write them like, hey guys, something's not right here, silence. And then the virus happened in 2020, and it would, you could not get a response out of Twitter. And then you would start to tweet at Jack and tweet at the Twitter management. And it was almost as if it became a wholly operated company that, that kind of changed their modus operandi from being somewhat of a social media platform to a Democrat super PAC. And I don't think they really cared. And Elon... No, they certainly didn't really care. Uh, and again, he talks about some... Some important things. Remember having no ability to actually get a resolution from Twitter or any answers, something that we've experienced very recently as well. They uh, mentioned, I think Elon Musk put up last night, that we are changing some things so that you guys will be able to uh, have some idea if your account has had uh, moderation settings attached to it, if you've been banned, if you've been shadow banned, if whatever has been happening, and we will give you an option to appeal it. Because Twitter needs an update in order for you to know what moderation settings have been applied to your free speech on this platform and to have an, a revenue to appeal it. Because that's how America works, right? It does under the New World Order's plan. So let's take uh, a couple of Elon Musk tweets, which are pretty spectacular, if I do, if I do say so myself. Elon Musk, former head of censorship at Twitter, was perhaps not entirely unbiased. In a couple of tweets from Yoel Roth from January 17, the, quote, you are not the right kind of feminist, end quote, backlash of yesterday's marches has begun. Did we learn nothing from this election? He asked. And then <laughs> responds, yes, that person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. Yes, this is the same guy who was in charge of, uh, you know, site policy and integrity and all that stuff, all that good stuff. The actual Nazi in the White House that he's referring to is a real Donald Trump who posted on August 20th, 2020, it's never a real Twitter tw trending. Why do I keep saying trending? Ash, what is wrong with me? I did that last night. And I'm doing it again. It's never a real Twitter trending. It's Twitter executives' choice, only negative on Republican voices, especially mine. <laughs> so, yep, nailed it. And as Elon Musk responded last night, as Barry Weiss clearly describes, the rules were enforced against the right, but not against the left. How about you provide the transparency necessary for external groups to verify that statement, says Alex Stamos in reply to Elon Musk. And it, he is retweeting his uh, previous post about Elon Musk's concerns about political influence on the content decisions of major platforms come up with practical steps Musk could take to set a new standard. Commit to releasing all communications by global political actors related to content moderation. Uh, Musk responds, you operate a propaganda platform. <laughs> Uh, which is funny, Alex Stamos is the head of Stanford Internet Obser Observatory. 
Uh, he is someone most responsible for censorship on all kinds of social media platforms. So I find it fantastic that he is now coming after Elon Musk because these people are panicking so much. Uh, we have one more clip, and then I'm going to talk about what we're sending to Congress today. Let's hear a little bit more. Now that we've seen all this, uh, remember, straight from Twitter, people are asking us if we shadow ban. We don't. <laughs> Read more to get all the facts. <laughs> ah, sorry, guys. That didn't work out so well for you. Let's hear uh, one more clip of of at Jack of Pizza Boy Jack talking to Congress. Social media is being rigged to censor conservatives. Is that true of Twitter? No. I don't know what Twitter is up to. It sure looks like to me that they're censoring people and they ought to stop it. Uh, are you censoring people? No. Twitter shadow banning prominent Republicans. Bad. Is that true? No. So these were statements made by Kevin McCarthy, the House Majority Leader on Twitter. Devin Nunes on Fox News and President Trump on Twitter. And I want to place those statements into the record, Mr. Chairman. Without objection. I think it's important for people to understand, you know, the premise of this whole hearing uh, and the reason that Twitter somehow, with all the other social media platforms out there, got the singular honor to sit in front of this committee uh, is because there's some implication that, that your site is, is trying to censor conservative voices on your platform. Now, when you tried to explain the shadow banning, as I understand it, uh, you had a, a system where if people who were following people had some behaviors, that, that was the trigger that, allowed, that, that caused you to do the shadow banning. So you were really like an equal opportunity shadow banner, right? You didn't just shadow ban four conservative Republicans. You shadow banned 600,000 people across your entire platform across the globe who had people following them that had certain behaviors that caused you to downgrade th them coming up. Is that correct? Correct. So this was never targeted at conservative Republicans. Uh, this was targeted to a group of 600,000 people because of the people who followed them. And then you determined that wasn't fair, and you corrected that practice. Correct. Is that correct? Correct. So just, just for the record, uh, since you've been singled out as a social media platform before this committee, uh, Twitter undertook no behavior to selectively censor conservative Republicans or conservative voices on your platform. Is that correct? Correct. Good. So let the record reflect that because that's the whole reason supposedly we're here. Because House Leader Kevin McCarthy wrote our chairman a letter and said, hey, this is going on and we think your committee should investigate it. And it's a load of crap. A load of crap, indeed. A load of crap, indeed. And remember, we do have an excellent sponsor of the show, and that is Air Medcare Network. So today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. And if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or do uh, you know dangerous things like some of us like to do that may require some emergency medical attention, we all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. But with Air Medicare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost, and it's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and promo code is daily. Go check them out. So let's remember that this is not just about Twitter or about conservatives being banned on Twitter. Think about what we just went through and specifically we'll talk about this one that Elon Musk tweeted. As Barry Weiss clearly describes, the rules were enforced against the right, but not against the left. Something that also, if we think back to Jeremy Brown's undercover footage where 
the FBI came and approached him and informed him that social media actively pushes content to the FBI and law enforcement. Not like they get a request and they just send it, but no, they're actively working. So they, they'll just send stuff over proactively. They're being so proactive in order for them to take a look at this violent extremism that is plaguing our nation. And they claimed, don't worry, it's not a problem because we get it on both sides, the right and the left. It's not just the, it's not just the conservatives. They said, yeah, the, the right and the left, we get it both. I find that hard to believe. Do you guys believe that? Because I don't see any Antifa. I don't see any of these people getting scooped up and raided with full SWAT teams at 3 a.m. in the morning or have flashbangs thrown at the front of their house at 3 a.m. in the morning or 1 in the morning, whatever it was in Alfredo Luna's case. I do not see that happening. Sincere apologies uh, to the FBI if I'm speaking out of turn. But I don't think so. And screw the FBI. You need to go away. You need to vanish into oblivion and never come back. So part of this includes officials, specifically officials related to elections like Stephen Richer and the Arizona Secretary of State, azsos.gov accounts, sending information over to Twitter, which was then handled in corroboration with DHS. Again, nothing to worry about. This is what democracy looks like. Don't worry, guys. Natalie Winters put this up a few, uh, a few days ago, and I want to go back to it. Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer is liking posts celebrating Katie Hobbs' victory. Congratulations. Katie Hobbs on your election. Stephen Richer likes this. This is from President and CEO at Valley Partnership. Steve Nance, PhD. Congratulations, Governor-elect Hobbs, and thank you, Ducey. To Governor-elect Hobbs' opponent, you got fewer votes. That means you lost. Time to take your concerns to court. Let them rule or concede and go away. Stephen Richer likes this. Congratulations to Hobbs. Thank you to all who voted and participated in this election cycle. The Arizona Technology Institute, who posted this on LinkedIn, is excited to partner with Governor-elect Hobbs and her team on pro-growth economic policies that will further Arizona's leadership. Stephen Richer likes this. Because this is much, much deeper, and we have to always remember that, than people being banned on Twitter. They interfered with the election. They banned political opponents during an election cycle, including President Trump, the man who called it out way back in August 2020. And, you know, he doesn't need to be a genius for that either. That's pretty apparent. But we have to fix this. And we cannot also, I'm going to say one thing too, because I've seen, uh, for instance, we played Cash Patel video. We cannot be satisfied just with some of this information coming out in a drip, drip, drip fashion. We need to see some accountability on this desperately. We need to see people go to jail for this, go to prison, be charged with treason, election interference, whatever it is. They have eviscerated the Constitution. They mock us. They spit on us. All of them. They mocked anyone who said that censorship was occurring. When they had, the, they had our own public when they were posting some of this stuff, they had our own public mocking us for complaining about being banned or putting time out, as they said in some of those internal documents, like Yoel Ross said. They put us in time out on Facebook. I got put in Facebook jail again. How many of you have been put in Facebook jail in the last month or two? Banned from Twitter. I've had I don't know how many accounts on Twitter. And I wouldn't even use them. I would just be on there just to see what was going on. Uh, they, had, they would mock us because, oh, well, if you, uh, you know, they're, they're a private entity, right? They're a private entity. They could do whatever they want. That was what we were told. But no, here's what we're saying to Congress today. The science is settled. They're publishers. They are not platforms. And their own words, the things that we are seeing come out now, 
very much articulate that. The mainstream narrative, government media corporate is united into the Twitter files, is a nothing burger without the bun, says a few. Hot take from people implicated in a massive criminal conspiracy. Like YouTube, you cannot detach the decade plus of recruitment onto these platforms as a new public square. Their legislative protections in support of this recruitment from their current behavior. Here are some takeaways. First, original Matt Taibbi releases, private company Twitter shadow by, I said it again. Did I say it again? Uh, company Twitter shadow banned one presidential candidate while covering up a massive corruption scandal that would hurt theirs. That, of course, being Joe Biden. And their candidate was engaged in that process because they were actively sending over accounts to censor. They, irrepar- yeah, they irreparably manipulated the 2020 election. Watergate, in fact, I would say it's worse. Not just modern and enhancing monitoring since the failed Watergate wiretop, but digital interference and suppression. Like Watergate, the cover-up is worse than the crime. They would be wise to go on record if they know what's going on. Six weeks after Nixon resigned, Ford pardoned him for any crimes he had committed in office. But those without the titles who helped Nixon were not so lucky. They were convicted and sent to prison, and many need to be right now as well, I will add. Second, Barry Weiss released last night. Speculation that Dorsey was uninvolved is absolutely, completely shredded now. He knew. Was he a hands-off exec? Sure, but it's now a fact and evidence that he was part of the off-record escalation team, or the SIPPES, the S-I-P-P-E-S, that censored the Biden laptop, election truth, and more. The explicitly engaged in manipulation of civic messages in the public square. In fact, our most recent, uh, the reason we just got banned from Twitter on the Conservative Daily account was because of civic, uh, civic guidelines or something like that. Civic integrity. That is why they, why Conservative Daily's account is still banned right now. Head of safety, Yul Roth. His international communications implicate Dorsey in civic suppression elections. And of course, he was the chief executive of social publishing company. You must revisit his under oath congressional testimony, some of which we played for you, in light of this now released information. Dorsey seems to understand, and he's calling on Musk to release everything. Right now, ostensibly in an effort to curb his legal exposure. Imagine that. They are going to be running. They are going to be panicking, and they already are. So we're going to see that continue. Third, Musk tweeted that Twitter requires a software update to allow users to see their account status and undertake actions to address it with the censors and appeal them. Think about that, and I'll just leave it there. Remember the congressional testimony, the secret conduct of Twitter? They lied. They lied to advertisers, investors. They lied to Congress. They lied to the American people. You miss the days when tech focused on user value rather than politics? It's okay. We do too. The number of responses or the releases do not expose the well-intended but misguided actions of people trying to protect truth, as the narrative, <laughs> narrative ninnies would la- leave us to believe. Rather, the sinister and well-coordinated actions of people trying to define truth and censor objection. Gade said don't, they don't shadow ban, and technically they don't. Because remember, visibility filtering is how they like to say it. Again, visibility filtering, a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels, a powerful tool, one Twitter employee told us. We control it quite a lot. We control the amplification of your content quite a bit. Normal people, you peasants, don't know how much we do. And this was confirmed. Without this disclosure, we would not be able to confirm admissibly the political and importantly manual censorship practices of Twitter. They kept the worst actions off the record, testifying under oath that they would never do such a thing. This is just the beginning. The never-ending platform versus publisher debate is over. Twitter, or at least the former Twitter, your time of expiration is here. Section 230 may have intended to protect the public square and enable free speech. In practice, these protections have allowed bad actors to silence half the nation, and probably more than that. Lie for corporate profits and steal elections. There is no equally applied policy for the platform. For the really controversial actions, there's not even a ticket. Also, Twitter has been brazenly editorializing user feeds with 
while claiming platform protections. So demand is simple. Remove big tech protections now. Remove them. Jason Fike, who we're going to have back on the show, he has a big lawsuit around some of these, uh, some of these ideas. It's super important. So keep this in mind. We'll be talking with him about it as well. Remove big tech protections as well and disclose what role in action federal, state, local governments are playing in censorship. In case you're confused, global corporate communism is a violation of your oath. If you're not on the right side, you most definitely are on the wrong one. The science is settled. They're publishers. We're pissed off. Do your job. Protect the Constitution. Follow your oath. Remove their protections. They don't deserve them. They don't need them. Just like, you know, Hunter Biden doesn't need a number of things. And I'll remind everyone before I get to a couple more things that uh, we've played for you several times a miraculously beautiful song by our good friend, The Lone Raccoon. And he has a new song that is going to be dropping very soon. There is a new, I repeat, a new raccoon song that will be dropping very, very soon. So we eagerly await that. Uh, I know I do. But let's all remember, as Christmas approaches, you can go to my pillow. Overstock sale. Use promo code CharlieDavid21, CD21. Get 90% off uh, all of the stuff, all your slippers, all your bedding all the good stuff, uh, because, you know, it's Christmas. And Mike Lindell deserves your support. But for Christmas, guess who's not getting a laptop for Christmas this year? Yeah, that's Hunter Biden. We all know it is. He should get, you know, probably, you know, that full penalty of, uh, of law. Unless, of course, he's been cooperating. But... Let's all do one more, uh, one more remembrance of the man who was crowned person of the year. That's right. It is uh, actually two people this year, Vladimir Zelensky and Sam Bankman-Fried, with their achievement of the best money laundering operation in the world in the year of our Lord, 2022. And there was a runner-up. It was... Re person of the year is re <laughs> as we start to see all of this come out. So congratulations to the runner up person of the year. We are always on your side. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that's a mostly peaceful porch. This is kind of funny. Uh, but we're seeing a lot of re's a lot, a lot, a lot of re's going on. And now let's talk about, what is going on with the mainstream media? Because why they dropped the military vax mandate. That's right. That is right. And here's what they're saying about it. Shall we take a look? Boom. CNN reports last night. U.S. military braces for impact of a COVID vaccine mandate repeal. Braces. Wow. What are they bracing for? I would love to know. As a military, as a repeal, says CNN, of the U.S. military's COVID-19 vaccine mandate took a step closer to becoming law on Thursday. Military officials and experts are warning it's a change that could have adverse ripple effects on military readiness. What is going on? Hold on, guys. I'm getting a call. Give me one moment. Give me one sec, guys. I'm going to be right back. I have to take this call. I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to bring you my biggest bedding sale ever, just in time for Christmas. Get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases, only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. We even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All at the biggest discounts ever. 
I know my betting products are perfect for you, and I'm extending my money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen, use your promo code, and you'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding products, including my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Hi, I'm Joe, Supreme Leader of DCF Guns. What is DCF Guns, you ask? We're the best damn gun store and range in the universe. Do we have guns? We have all the f-ing guns. We got small guns. We got big guns. Do I come on? We even have beastly guns. We offer all types of training. Oh, we have five room? ranges across our three locations. I'm a good shot. Oh. Oh, sorry. I was and of course, we have all types of ammo. We even have flamethrowers. We offer incredible membership opportunities, and members save even more on guns, ammo, and accessories. Military, both active and retired, and first responders get up to 40% off memberships. Come join the DCF family today, where we keep the range hot and the deals hotter. Okay, guys. Oh, my mic was on. Well, whoops. Uh, Well, you already know. Uh, that was CanCon I was on the phone with. He's coming on here in a second. He's got an update on Jeremy Brown's case. Uh, so this is a big deal. We were talking about this, uh, both of the shows yesterday, FBI comp planning evidence because, you know, they're absolute garbage people and they're sick, 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 sick traitors. So give me one minute. We're going to have CanCon on here in a second. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.